0: Hello and welcome to Ashurst Legal Outlook and our ongoing series where we speak to trainees about their journey to the legal profession. In this episode I speak to Oscar Jeremy about why he chose corporate over criminal law, his highlights at Ashurst so far and why he included his past work experience as a bouncer on his trainee application. Join me as we get the inside scoop on what it's like to work as a trainee solicitor at Ashurst. You're listening to Ashurst Legal Outlook. Hi Oscar, I wanted to ask firstly, why did you choose to pursue a career in law?
1: I originally actually wanted to be a criminal barrister, (laughs) Um, so still law but very different kind, Um, based on... I have a family member who is a criminal ambassador and these stories and sort of anecdotes you hear from that are pretty fascinating and, um, you know, just made for, well, good stories when I was much younger. Um, I then spoke to a few people in that profession and they all desperately tried to dissuade me for a number of reasons, Um, but basically in short, legal aid cuts and the kind of uh, profession that was on its way Uh, down Um, or at least it it sort of felt that way and so I started looking about a bit more I'd always been interested in companies and businesses uh, basically how the world around me worked and I to me it's bizarre that sort of 90% of people have no idea how our society sort of sticks together and progresses you know in terms of if you ask your average person about inflation they'll have no idea what you're talking about or they'll have heard the term, but they don't. And I just basically wanted to know more about that. And that kind of gradually led me to um, trying to be a corporate solicitor. Um, So that's sort of why I had lots of conversations along the way with lawyers in different areas. and, and, And that was how I made my decision, basically.
0: Can you reflect on some of those early conversations when you were looking at the and what well, I'll term the the Hollywood type of law that you were you were going to pursue? What was one of the sort of conversations you had that dissuaded you? What what was that conversation like?
1: So it was, you know, it was no one conversation, but as a general theme, I said, I'm interested. This sounds fascinating. And then they said, It is. I have had a great career in this. Um, but towards the end, it's really started going downhill and essentially because and it's a slightly unfortunate thing but essentially there's no money in, in the criminal bar anymore so the standard of work has slipped because people you know who are publicly employed are overworked and can't put the time in to these cases and, and everything else um, and, and because of that uh, you know standard slip then you get given dodgy work and you don't um, end up giving your best because you're feeling disgruntled that someone hasn't done a proper job. And they're just, and so the whole thing sounded like a horrible place to work in terms of, they then weren't attracting the same talent they used to at you 20 years ago. Everyone who went to the top universities and was desperate to be a lawyer became a criminal barrister because it was, as you termed it, the Hollywood.
0: So corporate law, let's term the new phrase, the new Hollywood. Uh, so corporate law was where you, you wanted to go. Now, paint a bit of picture about what time frame are we thinking? Did you know when you were at school or were you at university? What did it, what's that timeline look like?
1: I knew when I was at school, when I probably about 16, 17, so a few years before I left school. I knew I wanted to do law, I didn't know, I wasn't nailed down on which area then. I did some, um, like a a sort of week or two where I just went to public galleries and had a look at like, um, you know, criminal. And then I also had uh, looked at some family stuff and, you know, it was basically at about 15, 16, trying to work out which which one I wanted to go into. And then um, as I got to university, obviously you get a lot more exposure to the corporate ones. A friend of mine had done a, a few weeks at a corporate firm and I was sort of chatting to him about that um so yeah I knew I wanted to do law from a young point but I only settled on corporate probably my second year of university but I remember wearing up whether to do law or history at university and uh, <laughs> a few lawyers basically told me do history um you'll be much more naturally interested in that um but you know that there, there's <laughs> a, a law degree is great in some ways but other you end up doing a lot of areas of law you really don't have an interest in but you have to get that rounded and they said do history you'll enjoy it and then you'll be a bit older and you'll be able to decide at the end of it whether you want to um, go down the law route so yeah that was sort of the And did you enjoy it yeah i did enjoy history i didn't it was um yeah it was interesting i got to pick the areas i wanted to look at and a lot of reading which i think probably helps with law as well
0: Excellent. All right. So fast forward now. So you've, at the end of your university degree, why did you settle on Ashurst? Talk me through that decision.
1: I always slightly laugh when I'm asked this question as if I had 15 firms who were desperately trying to get me and I chose this one. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'd whittled down my list of applicants who I'd applied to earlier on. So I decided I, I didn't want certain things and I did want others. Um not to get too specific, but basically, I wanted to do really good work, um, but I also didn't want to become—I uh, didn't want my job to become my entire life. You know, I, I wanted a bit of a bit of balance. It's all cliched by now, but uh, but and um, the people I spoke to at Ashes were very competent, capable, doing interesting things, but but they also had families and liked playing sport once a week in the evening or w- whatever it was and um, so they were basically a bit more rounded uh not that people at the firms i'm thinking of are not necessarily rounded but it gives you a better opportunity to be rounded um and yeah and also basically the people were, were nice and i know that you can't sit in an interview and tell a partner at ash as "Well, i want to go there because you're all lovely people and i get to go play sport every evening but um that to be honest factored in quite a lot in my my decision
0: absolutely so your perception of the the culture at ashurst was one thing when you were applying what's the reality been like
1: the that's held up to them for the most part but what i didn't appreciate when i was applying was the nuances between teams like for obvious reasons because of the work they do certain teams have a very pronounced you know um, apologies late in the evening if they send an email blah 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 whereas in other teams um it it's it's much more the other the other way you know you you're expected to be available at at all times kind of thing so um i would suggest to people applying now and doing their research really do your research if if the firm is a asset is a banking and corporate firm so those teams are bigger so you'll definitely do seats in those areas um, so if you have no interest at all in banking and corporate and you're desperate to be an employment lawyer or sorry to pick on employment it's just the scheme that springs to mind one of the smaller teams you don't take so many grads at our firm as a percentage well then you know you've got to think is ashes is awesome apply to ashes but also is it necessarily the right firm should you be applying for a firm that focuses more on employment because um you know, primarily the core areas of Ashurst are the ones where you'll get most of your experience.
0: So you're going into your fourth seat at the moment. So what what have you done so far?
1: So I started in corporate projects um, and I actually sat with a, a partner who describes himself as a construction partner. But, but I did work throughout the whole team. I then moved into restructuring, which was um, at the beginning of the pandemic and lockdown. So it was quite an interesting time to be into that area not least because there wasn't much happening bizarrely because of all the efforts the governments around the world went to to stop companies failing um there was a there was a lot of companies which looked pretty sketchy but are being propped up by these schemes and so it was very interesting because it's sort of the restructuring world was essentially developing at this time they were um and then now i'm in global loans the banking team so my next and final seat will be in disputes.
0: And thinking about uh, those seats, is there any highlight so far that sort of sticks in your mind?
1: There are a couple of cool things I've got to do. So um, I, in my most recent seat, one of the ones I, one of the deals I've really enjoyed was one where it was such a short time frame that I was taking off all the other deals I was doing. So I had five days where I was only doing this deal. And it started uh, well, we heard about it on the Sunday, but I only had to really start working on the Monday, luckily. Um, but it was Monday to Friday, but from start to finish, which is very rare. And it meant that I could just focus on one thing, and I've I found in my current seat that you have so many things going on, you sometimes get slightly, um, you know, unnecessarily panic or whatever you you it's hard to keep track it's more stress but just having one meant I could really nail it I knew exactly what was going on I I was more confident picking up the phone to or when someone rang me I could pick it up and just tell them what was whereas when you've got seven or eight deals um you know you, you're sort of shuffling through papers trying to work out which <laughs> um who you're talking about here so I enjoyed that in my most recent restructuring I did some I was on some teams which were doing some very cool work, and I got to see um, basically major companies that were in the news as going through, uh, you know, some real financial difficulty. And every time I'd read one read one of those news articles, I'd be thinking, "Well, I just sent the letter to um, these lawyers out in wherever." And then projects I I did a lot of kind of renewable stuff, which um, again is topical. And um, so I was on teams that were building wind farms and setting up. Um, waste uh, energy from waste plants and all these sort of things which um, I, I just really enjoyed the topical nature of the work um, and and that's kind of what I was expecting. I, I wanted Ashes because it does the most interesting the the work at the forefront on the front of the newspapers and stuff and, um, and that's all I've got so no complaints there.
0: What do you like doing outside of your job? What does the what does the, the, the work-life balance look like for you at the moment?
1: To be honest, at the moment, banking is very busy. So midweek, um, I'll be, you know, lucky if I get away uh, in the evening or two. Um, everyone's everyone's pretty working quite hard. On my weekends, I've got a, I haven't worked really over the last few months on more than a couple, you know, like on one hand. So I've, I like... a bit of tennis i basically go see my friends and uh you know i went watch some cricket the other day i live near the oval so um they get some good games there i i I basically like my sport and seeing friends sitting in an afternoon in a pub garden somewhere and whining away the afternoon i know i meant to say i'm sort of running marathons and whatever but that's not for me (laughs) um so uh yeah i enjoy some very low standard tennis and sort of play a bit of hockey as well. But apart from that, just seeing my friends. I like reading, but I do so much of it at work that usually if I do read, it'll be on a holiday when I'm not doing any work and it's some sort of airport purchase, um, uh, slightly bad novel or something.
0: So, Oscar, tell me, what's something that law or the legal profession as a whole does to advance the common good?
1: To be honest, what I've seen, what I've done so far um, and things I've enjoyed working on, uh, the renewable stuff I did in corporate projects uh, was very relevant to, you know, today's discussions around climate change and 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 everything that's going on there. And uh, it's been fascinating to get more of an insight into that. You read a BBC News article about how we need to move to um, wind energy, and it, it doesn't. It, obviously you can't go into the detail that you need. So basically the big issue we have in the UK or one of the big ones at the moment is that transition. So obviously everyone knows that we want to get to a point where we're just solar and and wind, but there are various issues with those um, and and other renewable technologies. And we need a sort of middle point. So gas power, whilst bad for the environment, is not as bad as coal, for example, um, and the big benefit of gas is you can literally turn the gas power station on and on at the flick of a switch. Whereas with a wind farm, some days it's not windy or a solar power farm, it's cloudy or you know whatever. <clears throat> so looking at how you kind of bridge that gap, lawyers are hugely involved in all of that. And you essentially become just another one of the kind of commercial consultants for that industry. I've been involved in renewables, which I would challenge anyone to suggest is not good for the greater good and um you couldn't do it without lawyers so that's one.
0: so my last question is all around tips for a friend who is applying for a trainee contract with ashurst and you already mentioned um research and to make sure that um trainees do their research know where they're actually going and what that kind of looks like do you any other do you have any other top tips
1: i think one that um is difficult to follow through on and it sounds stupid is being yourself you know have a good look at yourself think what am i what's my standout attribute you know you don't have to be the best at something or or even but but what is it about me that i could actually add and I, i because the firm gets applicants from lots of clever people doing very similar things so you do need to stand out and you need to stand out authentically because when you're sitting in an interview with two partners um which is less terrifying than it sounds once you're in the room although beforehand it's very nerve-wracking um th- they're both incredibly clever and spend their entire lives trying to get to the point so if you're making sort of slightly waffly speeches about um you know things that you're not quite clued up on don't don't bother they're not interested Find work out what you what you're good at and and try and um and try and bring that into the conversation um and you can do that by, in your application by literally putting little flags about things like i think i had in my application that i had um worked as a bouncer um in, in and so i was like there's no way they're not going to ask about that because what law application has that on it and then i tailed that conversation into one around dealing with people in stressful situations when they're aggressive and whatever and the in my mind, at least, I was trying to say, look, I might not be the, the best academically, but in terms of talking to clients and that kind of thing, I think I'm all right at that now. And I definitely have the ability to become pretty good at that. So that's where I'll sell myself. So work out your point and, uh, and get, it, get it into your interview somehow.
0: I have to ask, I have to ask Oscar, where were you a bouncer at?
1: Yeah, see, this is where it falls apart. I was a bouncer at Wimbledon, so <laughs> at the tennis. <laughs> so it was hardly, uh, but having said that, I uh, I did actually have to um, chuck someone out and he was arrested, um, which oh, wow. doesn't happen at Wimbledon, yeah. uh, you know. But people do spend a lot of time drinking in the sun. And too much champagne, too much strawberries yeah, exactly. and cream. Too many strawberries. Um, yeah. But yeah, there was. So not, not quite as uh, hardcore as it sounds initially.
0: <laughs> um, no, that was fantastic. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining me, Oscar. Cheers, man. Thank you for listening. To hear more Ashurst podcasts, including our dedicated channel on all things ESG, please visit ashurst.com forward slash podcasts. To ensure you don't miss future episodes, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts Spotify or your favourite podcast platform. While you're there, please feel free to keep the conversation going and leave us a rating or review. Thanks again for listening and goodbye for now.